clever you all are, I have good news. Hi, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Cynthia Hayes. You're listening to Gimme Good News Radio, an audio service of Gimme Good News Daily hosted on WordPress. Bakersfield College gets awarded $3 million in Title V funding. In recognition of Bakersfield College's significant work to advance student completion and workforce readiness, the college was awarded $3 million in Title V funding to improve their efforts to address disparities in access to quality health care in Kern County, according to a news release on the BC website on Monday, September 14th. Quote, funding from the grant will be used to support personnel and equipment to support the work of the grant, said Cindy Collier, the faculty director for the Title V grant. There are many faces to Bakersfield College's plans for grant money. One of the plan's main focuses to clarify and get students on the right path. BC can do this by increasing the number of students declaring a health science program as their major, with a specific focus on increasing Latin student members. In addition, the college plans to provide more early college opportunities for students who participate in health science pathway courses and increase the number of transfer opportunities and health science programs offered by the school. One of the other parts of the plan is to use a high-touch support system to keep students on the road to succeed. This can be done by increasing the number of health science students attempting and completing transfer level math and English classes. Another way that this will be done is by reducing the average unit accumulation for health science program students and supporting diversification mechanisms. Another one of the main goals of the plan is to help students get into the healthcare workforce. This idea will be done by continuing BC's collaboration with community partners to provide students with internship opportunities and by collaborating with the college's Health Equity and Learning Collaborative. The college also plans on increasing collaboration with community partners to provide peer help educators. By using the Title V grant, BC will be able to systematically strengthen Kern's education to workforce pipeline while improving health outcomes for residents across Kern County. Kern County's labor markets show that healthcare professions are among both the fastest and largest growing occupations. Since 2015, our region has experienced a 23.9% growth in the industry, and with COVID-19, having a strong healthcare workforce is more important than ever. Quote, Bakersfield College has always had a focus of rising to meet the needs of our community, by offering targeted programs which prepare students to be successful, while also giving back to the community we call home. In recent years, the college has focused on improving student efficiency, bolstering support and vital programs, while reducing costs for students and taxpayers, said Bakersfield College President Dr. Sonia Christian in the news release for the grant. 
With the $3 million that was awarded, Bakersfield College is well prepared to play an important role in addressing both the community need for more healthcare professionals and the student need for more accessible pathways to degrees that lead to well-paying jobs. The Afro-Latin co-founder of Beauty Brand talks about tips, cultures, and successes. Ada Rojas is not your ordinary small business owner and entrepreneur. She's one of the few Afro-Latinas who have created a beauty product brand with the community in mind as inspiration. Although representation is a sensitive topic for many industries and workplaces, Latino voices and stories are often ignored. In collaboration with Target, Ada's story is told in the More Than campaign, a new year-long celebration of the retail chain featuring the inspiring stories of success, resilience, and cultural contributions from Latino artists, entrepreneurs, and team members. Ada, an Afro-Latino Dominican from the Bronx, is committed to paving the way for Latina-aspiring entrepreneurs who also, quote, live by the script that separates two ethnic origins, end quote, and embrace their bicultural identities. Quote, I'm proud to be Afro-Latino, says Ada. I'm equally proud of my Latinidad and also my blackness because it is the first thing that others see when I enter someplace. I feel that it is my duty to use my platform so that my Latino community can help to exalt marginalized voices. With the current struggle for social justice, people may forget that the makeup of the Latino community is extremely diverse and inclusive of the African diaspora. I hope my platform and brand can help my Afro-Latin sisters feel always seen and heard. End quote. As the co-founder of Botanica Beauty, a brand supported by Target across the country since 2019, Ada and her six siblings were raised by their single mother, who emphasized the importance of being true to their cultural roots. Ada is the first in her family to graduate from college, and she used her cultural experiences as inspiration to create a beauty blog that fueled her popularity as an influencer who understands the nuances of hair care and beauty for Afro-Latinas. Quote, I'm not creating a revolutionary product that's going to change hair. I just decided to be a little more deliberate about the stories we're telling with the products, adds Ada. Ada's success story involved taking risks and thankfully finding a mentor, another Latina who helped her realize the dream of creating a natural brand of hair and beauty products for Latinas. Ada's entrepreneurial journey began after she quit her job as a beauty influencer with a sizable YouTube following to work on a cruise line. It was during that time of her estrangement from her life as a social media influencer that she came up with a business plan and got in touch with her mentor, Aisha Cavallos Crump, founder of Honey Baby Naturals, who guided her and partnered with Ada at the opening of Botanica Beauty in 2019. Quote, when people think of the entrepreneur, they imagine an ideal situation. But what about the lady in apartment 4B who makes birthday cakes and the one who sells cupcakes on the corner? They're also entrepreneurs. Now that I have my mark, it's my duty to do for others what Aisha did for me. I want to return the favor and at the same time look after the interests of my community, adds Ada. With that point of view, Ada offers her five top tips for growing female entrepreneurs. 
Eight is just one of many success stories target highlights, and it's more than content hub all year. You can find links at gettinggoodnewsdaily.wordpress.com. Affordable senior housing project breaks ground in North Berkeley. A new 34-unit affordable senior housing complex broke ground Wednesday, bringing badly needed housing to North Berkeley. The project, called Jordan Court, will create housing for low-income and formerly homeless seniors at 1601 Oxford Street, according to a press release from Satellite Affordable Housing Associates. It sits on land formerly occupied by an old parish house of the All Souls Episcopal Parish next door. When the parish began to consider what it would do with the old building in 2015, it chose to build affordable housing rather than market rate units on the site, said Philip Brochard, the All Souls Rector at Groundbreaking. Quote, we chose this path to create shelter and homes for vulnerable residents of Berkeley, he said. Jordan Court will house seniors whose income is between 20 and 60 percent of the area medium income, the statement says. The Berkeley Housing Authority is providing 24 project-based Section 8 vouchers, which enables low-income households to pay only a third of their income for rent. Twelve of the units will be set aside for formerly homeless seniors with serious mental illnesses with help from the No Place Like Home program. The project will also include two apartments for church staff and 20 parking spaces for the church and Jordan Court residents. Berkeley residents can help decide how to spend $50 million in parks, paving, and seismic improvements. The City of Berkeley is hosting five public meetings this month to collect public input on how to spend more than $50 million in Measure T1 money. They kick off October 1st with meetings through October 29th. We go now to Boston where Harbor Arts Waterfront murals speak to climate change. Six new murals have sprouted on the East Boston waterfront at the Harbor Arts Outdoor Gallery, presented by Linda Cabot in collaboration with Pangea Seed Foundation and its Seawalls Artists for Oceans Public Art Initiative. The murals all address different components of climate change and environmental activism. Quote, East Boston is a climate justice community and an environmental justice community, says Matthew Pollock, director of Harbor Arts. Quote, people living in East Boston are already experiencing the consequences of climate change. Within our community, lower income families, often immigrant families and people of color are disproportionately impacted by these consequences. As a result, local artists Sylvia Lopez Chavez, Julia Jules Roth, Cedric Vissel Douglas, Josie Morway, Imagine, and Sophie Tuttle, along with Artists for Humanity, featuring teen leaders from East Boston, took to the shipyard walls to create dialogue about climate change. Roth and Douglas's mural, The Calling, features a child listening to a conch shell against a pale blue background. If you ever put one of those shells up to your ear, you can hear the roar of the sea, says Roth. So we wanted to play off that idea and say what it would be like if the ocean is talking to the child. What would it say? On closer inspection, viewers can see that some of the fish swimming around the child are morphing into plastic bottles and others lay belly up, deceased from the surrounding pollution. The fish are caught in pollux, species native to the Massachusetts area. Douglas notes that cod are already at risk of extinction and government sanctions denote only specific seasons they can be fished. 
Douglas often depicts children in his artwork, but says he found the next generation to be particularly poignant in regard to the environment. They are, after all, inheriting this earth, he says. Quote, most parents, they want their kids to have a better life than they did. We need to think about the planet in the same respect, end quote. The Sea Walls Project was intended to be a much larger festival before COVID-19. This abbreviated version will serve as a socially distanced pilot, and next year a larger effort will launch. Roth and Douglas have already been asked to come back and paint a larger wall next year. It was important to Cabot, the sponsor and presenter, to engage young people in the art-making process. She initiated the inclusion of artists for humanities youth artists from East Boston and was adamant about also including accompanying educational programming in the form of virtual panels and events. The murals are artistically stunning, but the Seawall Boston team hopes they also incite tough conversations about environmental conservation pollock says quote we're not simply beautifying our neighborhood we're painting for a purpose to educate and empower our community to be better stewards of our oceans you can get a free flu shot at some la county libraries los angeles county library is partnering with the los angeles county department of public health for a seventh year in a row to offer free flu immunization clinics at community libraries throughout the county in the months of october and november no appointment is needed or insurance is required over 2500 free flu immunizations were given at la county library locations in 2019 to continue offering this vital service while prioritizing the safety of customers and staff, drive through options are available at select locations. Virtual Bach at Noon Watch Parties Gather New Audiences After summer virtual Bach at Noon concerts, the Bach Choir of Bethlehem is continuing what has been a successful online venture as it moves ahead with producing its fall Bach at Noon concerts online. After the coronavirus pandemic began, the Bach Choir of Bethlehem has been producing its popular free Bach at Noon concerts on social media. The virtual Bach at Noon concerts have generated watch parties, whereby fans gather in their homes to view the concerts online. The online concerts have attracted audiences from beyond the Lehigh Valley, Bach devotees who otherwise might be unable to attend in person. Quote, in spite of the heartbreak of our choristers not being able to rehearse together, there is a great deal of optimism about the musical connections we're making this season through our Bach at Noon watch parties, says Bach Choir Executive Director Bridget George. Quote, our artists, students, loyal supporters, and newly discovered audiences near and far are all grateful for this opportunity to share live music making together in new ways. Bach at Noon, initiated in 2005 and held on the second Tuesday of the month, was designed as a community and economic development initiative to educate new audiences about Bach's music. It includes seven performances at Central Moravian Church, Bethlehem, and three summer concerts at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church, Allentown. Bach Choir and Bethlehem Artistic Director and Conductor Greg Funfgeld introduces each program with an informal talk. Bach at Noon has been a huge success attracting audiences of more than 8,000 annually. Since going virtual, the Bach Choir has been hosting online watch parties, which George says people have really loved and which have attracted people from all over the United States. This season, 
concerts by a small ensemble of musicians who adhere to social distancing are digitally taped in central moravian church because of pennsylvania governor tom wolf's executive order restricting indoor gatherings to no more than twenty five there is no audience the concerts feature choral and instrumental works by bach and other composers introduced by funfgeld bach at noon concerts include discussions with soloists about the music and the atmosphere of performing during a time of distance and isolation from many the taped performances are streamed at noon on second tuesdays when concerts would have been presented live upcoming bach at noon watch parties are scheduled for november tenth january twelfth february ninth march ninth and april thirteenth more from pennsylvania plans for community campus on south spring garden street move forward in south middleton township south middleton township supervisors recently approved a conditional use for a developer's master plan of a proposed multi-use community campus along south spring garden street integrated development partners based out of warm leesburg lists the proposed development on its website as a quote mixed use life care community health care two hundred fifty apartment units eighty four luxury townhouses assisted living facility and fifty workforce housing units at four eighty one south spring garden street the plan would be developed in seven phases developer said the campus would be built on a sixty three point seven seven acre subdivision between south spring garden and east baltimore streets near the giant on spring garden street an area also known as smith farm track a border for south middleton and carlisle borough runs through the property but only a small corner portion is within the borough a conditional use was required for the project because the plan site is in a township suburban commercial zone township manager corey adams said last week in january supervisors agreed to rezone the property to a suburban commercial or sc zone while amending the township's existing sc classification to include the community campus type development as proposed by integrated development partners previously the property was zoned as light industrial which didn't fit specifications of the proposed development project representatives attending last week's meeting included attorney jonathan andrews of mcnees wallace and Urich, and jonathan bowser a managing partner at integrated development partners andrew told township planning commission members in august that the campus would be developed in accordance with market conditions the developer's next step is submitting preliminary and final plans for land development to the township adams said last week the developers are expected to submit a project timeline with the plans the master plan submitted to the township last week lists these project phases in erie pennsylvania businessmen donates equipment for nprc manufacturing courses on october fifth twenty twenty willie sickert president and owner of the circo industrial supply inc donated equipment to support courses in northern pennsylvania regional colleges industrial maintenance specialization for the associate of applied science in applied technology program included in this donation were hydraulic hoses a crimping tool and a variety of dyes and fittings 
quote, the students need to learn how to do this, and I support you, NPRC, teaching them, said Sickert, an industry leader in hydraulic and pneumatic products and systems. NPRC, who anticipates their first cohort of applied technology students beginning in spring 2021, will be able to use the donated equipment as part of their learning experience in the hydraulics and pneumatics course being offered in fall 2021, as well as in other program-required coursework and non-credit courses offered through workforce development. Quote, we're deeply appreciative and proud to acknowledge Mr. Sickert's support of our hydraulics and pneumatics course. Circle Industrial Supplies' generous donation will help our students gain valuable knowledge and assist us with developing tomorrow's technicians and leaders, said Frank O'Connell, instructor of manufacturing technology at NPRC. Members of the Rotary Club of Gettysburg and Diane Heller with SCCAP's Lisa Beaver Emergency Services Coordinator and Megan Shreve, a Chief Executive Officer, were present during the delivery of food items from the Central Pennsylvania Food Bank. With today's donation, the Rotary Club of Gettysburg has invested a total of $50,000 in the community. This donation has aided families impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, allowing local food pantries to serve an additional 991 families or 2,960 individuals who previously never received assistance. Kane Drive-In shows Wolves game Friday night. The Kane family drive-in showed the Kane Wolves versus St. Mary's Flying Dutch Varsity home football game. The game was preceded by an introduction of each of the senior players escorted by their parents. Around 40 cars of fans attended the game at the drive-in. The Kane quarterback club was very thankful for all the generous donations that were made by attendees. Their normal fundraisers were canceled due to COVID, so the drive-in donations are greatly appreciated. And also from the Kane Republic, VFW holds a party for Lutheran home vets. In honor of Veterans Day, the Veterans of Foreign Wars in Kane held a party earlier this week for military veterans who are residents at the Lutheran home at Kane. And after missing for more than 100 years, eight species of freshwater mussels are found in Kiske. A recent scuba survey of a recent scuba survey of the Kiske River, the first in more than 110 years in what was once a dead river, turned up eight species of freshwater mussels, surprising researchers. For more than a century, the river was sullied by large amounts of noxious drainage from coal mining and other industrial pollution. The curator of invertebrate zoology at the Carnegie Museum, A. E. Ortman, in 1909 declared freshwater life in the Kiske River was extinct. Now plying the dark emerald waters of the Kiske River on a clear day, you can see the bottom studded with rocks, and if you look closely, freshwater mussels. That is the case if you're on the dive team of the Western Pennsylvania Conservancy. In September, the team conducted a series of surveys on the Kiske. The Tribune Review accompanied the researchers documenting their underwater discoveries in clear waters captured for the first time with high-quality optics. The divers used their bare hands to feel the riverbed and pluck out a live mussel, or they might spot one after developing an eye for them. Quote, we call it muscle vision, said Alicia Trexler, project manager and a watershed scientist with the Western Pennsylvania Conservancy.
Trexler apparently has the gift, as she easily found a muscle known as a spike while walking around in the Kiski before she dove into deeper water. The river work is rough, literally, as researchers crawl along the riverbed. They scrape the bottom so much that, to preserve his wetsuit, Eric Chapman, lead diver and director of aquatic science for the Western Pennsylvania Conservancy, wears a pair of roomy thrift store Carbella jeans blown out at the knees over his dive suit. To survey, they throw a chain across the river to use as a grid so they can sample sections of the river scientifically. The divers submerge with empty mesh bags and a special underwater slate and pen. During their September surveys, they found freshwater mussels that haven't been observed for more than a century, including common species with names such as spike, plain pocketbook, pocketbook, fat mucket, fragile paper shell, pink heel splitter, black sand shell, and maple leaf. Quote, the finding of this many species of mussels in the Kiski at various ages is testament to the resiliency of freshwater systems, and given time, they can recover, Chapman said. Some of the mussels found in the Kiski dives were very young, and some were at least 10 years old, maybe more than 20 years old, indicating the recovery of these pollution-intolerant mussels was underway well before anyone knew about it. Mussels are indicators of long-term improvement, more so than the presence of fish. If there's bad weather, fish can swim away. Mussels can't. Quote, this is good news for Kiski, said Rick Spear, aquatic biologist supervisor for the Pennsylvania Department for Environmental Protections, Southwest Regional Office. There were clues to the rebounding river other than the increasingly robust fish populations, which have been reported extensively over the last two decades. Reports of a halbender salamander caught by an angler on the Kiski in 2018 and one freshwater mussel was found during a litter cleanup in 2017 caught the interest of the Conservancy. The nonprofit secured funding from the Colcom Foundation to take a deeper dive into the Kiski and other impaired waterways to find signs of life. Acid drainage from abandoned coal mines remains the major source of impairment for rivers, Spears said. The Department of Environmental Protection and other agencies and organizations continue to share their data to try to accelerate recovery of the rivers, he said. This and other recent mussel reports and other previously polluted waterways in the region, no others were declared dead as the Kiski was, could mean mussels live in a number of waterways where people weren't looking for them. Quote, that's why our agency and our partners keep looking for mussels, said Nevin Welt, a malacologist, non-game biologist with the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission. PFBC staff looked for mussels as part of the agency's unassessed waters program. Quote, with water quality improvements since the Clean Water Act, making it safe or safer to survey some of these areas, we're still making new discoveries about how well or not some streams have recovered, Walt said. The Kiski is blessed with having the amazing Allegheny River to flow into, he continued. Allegheny River Pool 4 at the confluence of these two rivers harbors state and federal endangered species. State endangered species and rare species in a somewhat intact riverine environment that would be reminiscent of an environment during the era before locks and dams, Welt said. The Western Pennsylvania Conservancy will continue its surveys next year in the Kiski and elsewhere. 
That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. We'll visit more next time on Gimme Good News Radio. If you'd like to read along or find any of the articles you've heard today, visit www.gimmegoodnewsdaily.wordpress.com.